I fell into a ring of fire. I fell in. When you kiss me, fever, when you hold me tight. Fever. Welcome to Fever FM. Tonight we've got a special guest. It's Lily Allfeld. And I'm pretty sure I've said your name right, Lily, because this is our second go at the pod <laughs> after Dale forgot to press record. How are you, Lily? I'm doing well, guys. Yeah, Thank you for having me. I wonder what the first question will be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I might throw a loop up. You never know. <laughs> So, Lily, well, seeing as you've got a laugh on and uh, having a great bundle of uh, fun at our, uh, well, at Dale's, Dale's expense, expense, not mine. Yep. Uh, how are you feeling about the season? A lot of emotions, a lot of nerves? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, it's really starting to, to kick in this week. I think, um, obviously, it's been a, a very long time coming. We've we've been looking forward to this since, I guess, November last year when we were when we first moved over to Aussie, we, you know, we've been dreaming of this homecoming. So I think it's, it's yeah, a lot of excitement within the camp, a lot of nerves. Um, you know, for, for most girls, it's not their first time around, but there are a few that this is their first gig at, you know, the pro game. So I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely building and we just cannot wait to start and get that first one under our belts. Yeah, unfortunately, still a bit of a longer wait for you uh, with the knee injury. How's that going? Yeah, so um, unfortunately tore my meniscus and um and yeah, just decided that it would it would be better to get it get it operated on now, you know, rather than it flare up and, and become an issue mid season. So um yeah, unfortunately we'll miss the first first game, um, which yeah, it's a little bit heartbreaking but I still get to be a part of part of that momentous occasion and you know, I'm I'm in a great hands and have, have my rehab's going really well, so hopefully I'll be back very soon but no fixed timeline yet yeah no not yeah it's all it'll kind of just varies person to person so it just depends how my rehab goes I just have to you know give it a, a rest for that first few weeks and then then we just go from there and see see how quickly I guess it, it will come back and I can get it doing goalkeeper things again well, I'm glad we managed to get the almost identical questions and answers as we did our first time uh, <laughs> we, did very well. we did that Dale Two professionals working really well. Um, one professional, so, one hack. Yeah, well, there, there's award-winning hack. Thank you. Hey, true, true. My bad. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, mate. Uh, so uh, you mentioned kind of a there's the some of the younger players that came from the last year's hit out season. It was a bit of a bit of a tight we uh, start to that one. And so, what's the difference between that last season, that six week build up, and now a a season at home and a season we actually have a preseason. Yeah, I think it's just there's a bit of a different feel to to this preseason, I guess, compared to last season. Obviously, as you mentioned, it was it was very quick turnaround from finding out there was going to be a team and that, that we were going to have to move over to Australia and then and then getting into Aussie and and I guess trying to get four weeks of training under our belts. Um, and you know, just a completely new environment. And I guess this season we're we're at home. With majority of the team has relocated to Wellington. There's only a couple that were initially here. Um, so I guess it's you know there's a uh, I get a a little bit of um, I guess newness there. But for the most part we're we're at home, aren't we? We're we're in New Zealand, so that's been great. And I think just 
you know, look, I guess this time around where I feel like there's almost a bit more comfort and, you know, there's a lot of nerves and there's a lot of excitement for this first game, but I feel like everyone's just a little bit more comfortable in that. I think looking looking back at last season and that very first game in the very of the um, you know, I guess for the Phoenix it was I guess there was a lot of unknowns and, and we just didn't quite know what to expect. And whereas this time I think everyone kind of feels a little bit more comfort and, and that this is not necessarily our first rodeo and I think also this time we we're almost I think taking it in a bit better. I think last time it was just so hectic and, and so nerve wracking that you kind of didn't get to appreciate the occasion that it was. Whereas I feel this time, even just, you know, in this these leaks, uh, this, these days leading up to this first game, you can kind of see everyone really kind of taking it in and appreciating how exciting it is to get to be a part of, I guess, a historic day for, you know, women's football. And yeah, that, that's been really kind of nice to see everyone kind of, I guess, taking, taking note of how cool this is and how exciting it is for that we get to be a part of it. Yeah, you seem pretty chill about it, considering mm. it, it, the build-up it's been getting, and the and let's be honest, the, the quite significant changes you've had in the in the personnel. Um, is that kind of uh, is that? Do you think that being at home, being comfortable, has kind of allowed you to to work in that squad easily? Or yeah, I think yeah. Obviously, the setup this year is a lot a lot nicer. I guess everyone is actually. We, a lot of girls are in homes, you know, you know, flatting around Wellington, or so we're not all, I guess, bunkered up in the dorms at, at um, Wollongong Uni like last year. So there's a little bit more, I guess, balance to our lives. We we can see our friends and family, and we can have jobs. And I I guess I think that just brings a really relaxed, I guess, element to to, I guess, our daily lives, and that reflects on the field. I think so. That's been nice time to get to get that part. I guess smoothed out and that's all going to plan and so yeah I think the you know I think everyone yeah there's definitely still those nerves but I I guess it's just yeah being at home it's just there's a little bit more comfort in it that said though I'm actually probably more nervous to play in front of my my family (laughs) when they're actually in person than than I was playing on the tally and I think I think a lot of girls might experience that you know actually having people that you know in the crowd is it's going to be a little bit more nerve wracking. You kind of forget about it when you know that all these people are watching when when you're overseas like that, and you don't necessarily remember that there's cameras around. Mm. Well, you would have been one of the few that's actually played in in front of significantly large crowds. Obviously, playing in the US, uh, but there's going to be a, I, I would suggest that a good number of the team wouldn't have played in front front of potentially double digit thousands. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you've kind of broached in front of the team? You know, we have to be aware there's going to be a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of noise. There's going to be a lot of nerves. Yeah, I think so. It's definitely something that, you know, kind of is in the back of our minds. It's obviously going to, I guess, create an environment that we haven't played in before. It's, you know, it's going to be noisy. How do you, I guess, remain calm? And how, how do you communicate when you might not necessarily be able to hear each other as well as we normally would when there's 30 people on the sideline and a couple of screaming mums and so yeah I, I guess that's just that's just a new a new aspect of the game that we wouldn't have experienced so that may take a bit of getting used to and, and I guess you can't really prepare for that until you're in that moment um, but but I think it, it will also be nice to have that I guess that 12th man kind of spurring you on and yeah I'm really excited 
for the girls to get to experience that and and kind of I guess get a real taste of what it means to be a professional footballer. There's only there's only um, six days now until the next into the first game. How's the intensity and in training? With with that knowledge that the game is just a less than a week away, is it is it getting more intense? Are the girls starting to really feel, you know, what's coming? Yeah, I think so. There's definitely it's been very intense. I guess this last week we've really kind of, I guess, peaked in terms of that preseason training. We've kind of really hitting our stride now, and and you know we'll push for another few really hard, intense days at training and. Um, I guess, you know, the pressure's on now. We're, we're all fighting for spots as well. We, you know, there's an incredibly strong team. We have a lot of depth in our team this year. So, you know, everyone's really fighting for that that starting spot. And so, yeah, I imagine we'll get, a, you know, another couple of really intense days of training and then we'll actually just taper off and, and get the minds and the bodies ready for that first game. Um, you mentioned the uh, the depth in the squad. The addition of so many players with extensive football ferns uh, experience and uh, professional experience in general must have had a significant impact on what was a very young squad last season. How have you seen that as a as a positive and how do you see the influence of them moving forward? Mm, I think all credit to, to our coaching staff there. I think they did a remarkable job recruiting in the off-season. I think Gemma and Nat you know, put a lot of work in making sure I guess they could get players that, you know, not only bought that experience that you spoke of, but I guess have a really good fit within the culture and, and what they're trying to build um, here at Phoenix. So, you know, they did a remarkable job. And yeah, like you said, we have, we have some great experience now with, with the Ferns. I think that will just bring, I guess, that that calmness and that composure we were probably missing last year. And just, you know, being able to keep a level head in those high-pressure situations I think we definitely improved as a group you know as the season went on but just having having players that have played you know so many games for the Ferns and have played in clubs across the world is just going to be invaluable for us and I think you can already see just in these few weeks of pre-season that a, lo- a lot of you know the younger girls have kind of you know are just taking in how I guess how these players act how they train and and you know they're already learning heaps and yeah I think it's just it's it's fantastic I think you know, I'm stoked to see, I guess, um, Nat reward so many players from last season and, you know, give them that, that opportunity to build from last season. But, yeah, I think it's just it's vital that we had that, I guess, injection of, of experience. And, yeah, I'm really excited, what, you know, to see what we can do with it this season. You've had a, a little bit of disruption in there despite the um, uh, big-name signings that have come in uh, with uh, Gemma uh, moving off to pastures overseas uh how's that been in the camp uh, obviously you've had nat in camp well for the entire time mm-hmm. but has that been a bit of a transition a bit of a learning curve yeah so yeah obviously that that was i guess and announced to us just shortly before it probably was released you know to the media and, and we kind of got a chance to to have a chat with Gemma and and speak over it and you know i think everyone's just really stoked for her she's she's you know been been a fantastic coach for for a lot of the girls would have had her probably for the last you know four or five years and she's yeah she's been amazing and you know really did a top job last year in Wollongong so I guess yeah it's very sad to see her go but I think we're we're in amazing hands with Nat too she was just immense for us last season and 
and she was such a rock for the team and I think yeah I, I just I'm really excited for her to, to get this opportunity to I guess transition from an assistant coach to a head coach and I think we've just all been so impressed in the way that she's done that she's yeah she she's really been incredible and I think all the players you know they they really do respect her and really do trust her and you could just kind of feel after that first meeting we had of the season you could just kind of you know you could you got the sense that everyone was you know really excited to you know and, and on board with what Nat was planning to do with the season. How's Callum settling in? I mean obviously a bit of a change from the philosophy from last season How, how's uh, how's mm-hmm. things going with him? Yeah Callum's been amazing yeah Nat I, I, a lot of us hadn't had never met Callum. I was yeah one of those, but yeah, she's she's done awesome to get him in. I think he's a brilliant fit for us, and and the girls just love him. You know, he's he's slotted in so well, and I think he he brings a lot of a lot of knowledge and experience that I think will be super super vital. You know, when we get into kind of that crunch time of the season and when things start to get a little bit harder, I think Cal will be really really fantastic for us. Nat, um, Nat said last week that he was going to be her bad cop to her good cop. Is that how that's worked out? <laughs> oh, um, I'll be careful how I answer this one. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, Callum still, he's he's an absolute sweetheart. He's so nice and he's just so great with all the girls. But yeah, I could definitely see them playing that good cop, bad cop. And, <laughs> and I guess Nat sending him in when something, you know, he's, they have to you know, get a bit harsh, but they, yeah, I think they, they work really well with each other. I think they complement each other and kind of, I guess, bring, you know, a slight, I guess, different approach to to the way they, you know, probably interact with the girls. But, yeah, they're both just so incredible. Yeah, I just can't speak highly of either of them. I just think they're, they've got such a respect amongst the team and, and, you know, the girls are just so stoked to be following them. Uh, how have you found some of the uh, the more experienced girls coming in? Is that have you felt like that there's been any change in the intensity in training at all? Mm, that's a great question. Yeah, I think there definitely has. I think um, this this group has always been a, a really hard working group. You know, everyone just gives one hundred and ten percent every training. Um, I think, especially the young girls, they've <laughs> got so much energy, energy. But I think, you know, just that. I guess the standard of play has has probably gone up um, slightly, and I guess just also the demand, um, and I, I guess you know the expectation we have on each other now has probably gone up a little bit more, and I guess we hold each other probably to account a bit more as well. Is that? Uh, I mean, having uh, seen a lot of men's sport, we see that being quite verbal that that demand on other players. Is that mm-hmm. the case in in the next team, or is it? kind of an implicit thing by kind of leading from the front? Um, I would say probably more leading from the front. I think, I guess that's actually been one of the biggest things. We've actually t- talked about this a lot in the last few weeks. It's just in the women's game, I think, especially New Zealand, it's that trying to get that balance between, you know, like holding to people to account and just being very direct and this is what needs to be done, but I guess delivering it in a manner that, that the girls are going to take. And I think that's been a bit of an adjustment. You can kind of see that for the girls that have come back from overseas and probably been in environments where I guess they're, they're a lot more direct in the communication um, than, than what we used to. So it's just kind of, I guess, finding that balance and, and 
I guess, exposing the girls to this, this is what we need to be at now. We, I guess we can't, you know, be taking things personally and we, you know, have to leave it off the pitch. And so I guess that's been a bit of an adjustment, but yeah, I think we're definitely learning as, as a group to, I guess, demand um, verbally, but I think first and foremost, it's always, I guess, leading from the front and, and leading by example. Um, you probably would have had a bit of experience that coming through the American uh, college system. Uh, they're not renowned for the, uh, being quiet and um, stepping back. Uh, so it was Baton Rouge, wasn't it? Yes, Baton Rouge, LSU and Baton Rouge. How, how did you find that? Was that a bit of a culture shock and adjustment at all? Yeah, it was. I think, yeah, it was, it was definitely... I guess outside of my comfort zone going over there, I think I guess coming from New Zealand, you're that, uh, I guess, a big fish in a little pond and, and going over there, you're all of a sudden this little fish in a big pond. And um, I think it was, it was an, I guess, extremely transformative time in my life that, you know, I, I, it was very hard. I, I probably, you know, looking back in it, it wasn't the best decision for me football wise. I, I, you know, went in as a freshman and, and played some minutes and had a few shocking games and, and got dropped pretty quickly and you know so from there it was I wasn't playing minutes and then it, you know back here in New Zealand I was kind of out of the loop with you know making the national team so in that environment I kind of had to ask myself well do I do I transfer do I come back to New Zealand do I I I just you know do I just keep you know, having a goal at it and so I decided I guess it, it, it kind of exposed me to a a level of competitiveness that I hadn't seen in New Zealand and, a, and I guess a bit of adversity that I hadn't faced here before. Um, so I, you know, decided to stick with it and, you know, in the end it probably wasn't the best decision for my football, but I think as as a whole experience and in terms of developing me as a person, um, you know, it, it was remarkable. I have no regrets. I think it was one of the coolest things things I've done and, you know, it exposed me to, to you know, some real challenges that had didn't necessarily have here in New Zealand so I mean it's an amazing experience I, I recommend it to anyone to at least you know give it a crack if, if they're looking to go over to the States but yeah I think it did come at the expense of of my football and it you know put me I guess maybe a few steps behind when I came back to New Zealand and yeah it worked my butt off to I guess to make up that ground and and try to get back in the mix. How do, how does someone go from um, being in Christchurch to Louisiana? How does that how does that how does that happen? It doesn't it, it, it doesn't in my mind it just doesn't comprehend that. Is was there a connection there or is it just or, or what? Yeah, I don't. I honestly, I was just I was like, oh, well, I want to go to the states. You know, I, I'm really keen and and I had a teammate, um, Megan Lee. She I played in a 17s and a 20s World Cup with her, and she was over there. And she's oh, it's a great university, Sarah. Right. I'll, I'll go there <laughs> I didn't really you know think much of it and yeah, getting over there it was a bit of a shock it was yeah like you said it it, it wasn't the same as Christchurch it was yeah it was a yeah a bit of a culture shock but it was incredibly cool they obviously they love their sport over there they just are huge on on their American football and and, and, and LSU as a school is is very prestigious in, in terms of its whole athletic program so you know that was that was very exciting and it was very cool to I guess to be a part of this new world and you've never seen anything like it coming from Christchurch New Zealand and, and you know seeing them the money they throw at this these sports and just the passion they have you think you, we think we're quite you know sport mad here in New Zealand but it was just next level over there 
What about Baton Rouge as a as a as a city? What what's that like? I mean, I've I've I think I've been there. I spent one night there once, traveling through, and didn't look you know particularly appealing. But you know, yeah. I don't want to. I'll give you the right of reply here. You have tainted yeah. it already, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Baton Rouge. It, yeah, it was very different. It was um, the campus of of LSU is is beautiful. It's a stunning campus, and yeah, really really gorgeous place to live and and study but yeah obviously outside of Baton Rouge it had had its rougher parts and yeah I think as a as a wee kid from Christchurch I had never been exposed to I guess you know there's gun violence and, and stabbings and murders kind of going around you know just down the road from campus and yeah that was quite I guess a bit of a shock and quite frightening but it was yeah it was an incredible place to live in terms of culture and it's very close to New Orleans and so we quite often travel down there and, you know, get to see it all. And yeah, it was just, it was just, I guess, a nice change from, from New Zealand, but yeah, it definitely came with its challenges. And you mentioned uh, you'd recommend it to anyone. Has, has Millie Clegg sort of come shoulder tapped you about <laughs> the US given sort of her possible sort of future wanting to go possibly down that route? Yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely love to talk to Millie. I'd love to talk to anyone about the college system, but obviously Millie's a few years away from that still. But I think it's definitely something, you know, on her mind, which is really exciting for her. And it's a, I'm just so excited that she gets this opportunity to still play at this level and, and develop, you know, here in the A-League and, and still get the chance to possibly go get her degree and, and play over there. But yeah, if, if she comes ask it, I'd definitely love to speak to her about it. But yeah, we don't want to put any pressure on her. Um. Seeing as you've answered the question from the goalkeepers' union, I'll ask you the tough goalkeeper question. Um, the uh, you mentioned kind of that that whole uh, stage where you got dropped. Obviously, it's really tough for a goalkeeper to get mm. back in the squad. You know, you don't get subbed on. Uh, how did how did you kind of work through that mentally? There, there must have been some frustration. Yeah, it was it was incredibly hard. I think. Um, yeah, obviously it's it's a lot more difficult to get, I guess, to just to get that opportunity to get back in. You know, you have, you're probably just relying on an injury, you know, most of the time. So it is quite a mental challenge and that was definitely something that I hadn't faced before and that, um, you know, I probably, I had to, I guess, seek help outside of myself to, to work my way through that. And we were very lucky we were supported with a sports psych and, you know, I leaned on my parents and family back home a lot to, I guess kind of just work my way through it and and I guess turn it into I guess uh, a quite hard hard situation into an opportunity and you know they were really good and kind of reminding me like well you're you're training next to an incredible keeper like we had a transfer coming from FSU which they were um they were the national champs at the time so she was up there and one of the best with them in the American system so you know, it's it's really tough, I guess, not to be getting those minutes playing, but it, it I guess it comes with, you know, a huge opportunity to train and push yourself against and, you know, really, really talented keepers. So yeah, while while it is a real challenge and I, you know, whenever I feel like I do have a lot of a lot of empathy and sympathy for for keepers that, you know, don't necessarily get a shot, but I think I guess you just have to look at say for example, Vicky Sim. She sat on the bench for for quite a while on that Ferns set up, but you know she, she's now she's got her opportunity and she's taken it with both hands. And you know that 
that's fantastic to see and this kind of goes to show if you you know you stick at it you will get your shot eventually um, so how's it been uh, sitting on the sidelines again but you've got obviously uh, some two young backups there mm-hmm. how's the interaction been with them what what are you guys focusing on knowing that you're not going to be playing that first game and getting them up to speed yeah so Bree Edwards and um, Georgia Candy they're they're awesome keepers they're both super talented and um, yeah, they're they're both you know they're quite different keepers in the sense. Um, George is very very powerful and very quick and um, incredible. You know anything low and 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 kind of block saves and and Bree's super athletic and amazing at the high saves. So I think they bring they both bring um, I guess strengths to the squad that we you know that aren't necessarily my strengths as well. So you know I think they're they're both really, really talented keepers that have a lot to bring to the squad. So I think that's probably been our focus is, you know, what can they individually bring, you know, come game day on, on Sunday? What strengths do they have and, and you know, how, how will they just bring their talents and, and I guess make them shine on the weekend? And so, yeah, we've just been working as as a team, I guess, is, you know, trying to get, I guess, mentally prepared as well. I think, you know, it's, it's both – so so Bree, she's had a, a cap last year starting and obviously it'll be Georgia's first time. So you know, it's just getting in that, I guess, mental space and being ready to, to step out and, and play that first game. Um, something I noticed uh, at training was the positive culture around the club, around the, specifically mm-hmm. around the team, how the women seem to love what they're doing and seem to be having a good time. How are you buying into that and how are you helping to influence that as the captain of these, uh, of the young women? Mm-hmm. I think that's really, that's probably started with, with the culture that, that Gemma and Nat made last year. I think they put a lot of time and effort into creating, you know, a culture and, and I guess standards and expectations that, that we wanted to have moving forward. You know, we, we got to the opportunity to go lay a brand new foundation last year. We, you know, we had a clean slate and said, well, what, what do we want to this team to look like? So I think it all started last year. And and I think it's just been very organic and very natural. All these girls are just wonderful, wonderful women. And you know, they're really hardworking and they're all very, you know, kind and, and humble people. And I think that's just kind of naturally it's grown and, and, become I guess a massive part of our culture and we're all you know we're all very positive we all want to see each other succeed so I think that's that's kind of I guess was that seed that started and I guess as as a as a captain it's just it's just encouraging it isn't it it's just I guess you know leading by example and 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 acting the way you hope that everyone else would Following on from that, last season, uh, the fans effectively gave it a free shot, right? We There was such a short turnaround. Mm-hmm. There was such... Um, uh, there was the the pressure was different. The expectation was very different. Um, we all wanted you to succeed, obviously, and do as well as you possibly could, but the expectation of what you could get in the time frame that was allowed was, you know, fairly lenient, I guess is the appropriate term. Um mm-hmm. That's a lot less this year. Obviously, there is expectation. There's a very good squad there. There's a very good team. Um, we asked Nat the same question last week, but what do you think this team is capable of achieving this year? Mm, I think 
honestly, no one has a higher expectation of, of what we're going to achieve this season probably than than what we do internally we're we're all very hard on ourselves and I think we have a lot of high expectations and I guess we're just all competitors and we we want to do as well as we possibly can um so I guess the very first day of of pre-season we did sit down and we spoke about right we want to be competitive and we want to you know keep pushing for that final spot we want to be in the run for finals for as long as we possibly can and you know keep pushing and and hopefully you know we we do get a spot but yeah I think if you'd asked any of the girls they'd say I want to be on that grand final <laughs> and and playing playing for first place so I think yeah no no one has higher expectations than ourselves and I think the girls are all very driven and very motivated to you know to push and get as you know as far as we possibly can like you said there's not necessarily any you know, free pass this year, or there's kind of no excuse now. We, we've all had a bit of an experience. We've now got an incredible, you know, roster of players who have played across the world, you know, that that bring that that element of experience. So, yeah, I think we're, we're, we're quietly confident, I guess, that, that we can, you know, really push and, and compete this year. So have you guys uh, targeted particular teams? Have you got a feel for... The competition in the A League. I mean, I know there's mm. a lot of change across A League women's teams uh, traditionally. Anyway, is mm. it? But are there games that you're targeting particular teams you've uh, pointed out? Mm, that's yeah. It's really it is quite hard to get a handle on on all the teams. Obviously, like you said, there are, there have been a lot of changes, not just in players, but a lot of staff have changed, and so it, I think it won't really, I guess be apparent you know where where everyone sits until that that first couple of rounds have have been played um obviously the the massive one is is city this first game that's you know no one's you know a complete squad in that first game and I think anyone's vulnerable um in that first game so I think yeah there's there's a, a massive opportunity there just in the sense that that they wouldn't have had many minutes together at this point either so I think that's the biggest one just know in, in our mind right right now but I guess as the season goes you know there'll, there'll definitely be games that that were like right these are these are three points we need to we need to win um but I think just at this stage we'll approach every game you know week to week and just and just see what we can do I guess yeah obviously um City are a big name and a big uh big reputation coming over here mm. but I suspect they probably wouldn't have got in front of a larger crowd, certainly not as a club side. Uh, is that something you're looking to exploit, maybe a bit of nerves and take advantage there? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, having having that 12th man is, is going to be valuable. I think, you know, having having the yellow fever chanting in the corner, I think will be, will be valuable for us. I think, you know, we can definitely take advantage of it and yeah, I don't think they'll have faced wind quite like we <laughs> get in Sky Stadium before too. So, yeah, it's definitely something that would, you know, I hope would would work to our advantage. Yeah, just make sure you don't do the uh, practice where you see the ball going around in circles while they're watching. That's the uh, <laughs> don't just, give just away look, the secrets. I'm just looking at that forecast for Sunday too, and it does look like there's going to be a wind, a bit of wind and rain. So that's. Uh... I don't want to say that's a positive because it's not <laughs> actually standing out and that's going to be a bit rubbish, but it's still, it's going to be a leveller, that's for sure. Yeah, I think so. We actually had a, um, 
uh, training run in the the stadium the other day, and we were we were hoping for that swirling wind just to kind of I guess get a used to the conditions. But we had an absolute stunner of a day. It was no wind. It was blue sky. It's always like that in Wellington. Remember. That's how the yeah. chart goes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, we've we've trained enough. <laughs> Definitely don't want to be a centre back in, in stadium when it's doing that. That's no. a no. Gig. Yeah. No. No. Got that to look forward to. <laughs> oh no, you'll be fine. You can just point and point and tell them to go for it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's what all my keepers used to do. Um, <laughs> so uh, with. Um, the build-up to the season, um, Nat actually talked about it uh, at reasonable length at the last pod, she was, and she was very, very straight and said how brutal it was. Uh, you've already said that it's feeling a lot more comfortable building in. Do you think that that's mm-hmm. going to be an advantage going on? Do you expect it to be that way uh, as the season progresses? Because, I mean, obviously things change once the once the ball gets kicked off. Yeah, I guess it's it's hard to say say now, but I don't know. There's just I guess there is that there's just a little bit more confidence in the squad, and yeah, it, I'm sure it will it will be hard. It will be hard, just like last season. It, you know, no season's going to be easy, um, and it will come with its challenges. But yeah, just there's just a little bit more confidence, I think, and and we'll be able to handle anything coming our way a bit more. And, you know, we we have now experienced that. I guess all kind of variables of you know being down four nil, being you know up three nil, and you know these really tight matches. And I think we now kind of have the experience of how to handle that. And so, yeah, it, it will definitely be tough, and and we'll we'll face yeah a little bit of adversity, I'm sure. But yeah, there's just that little bit more confidence that we're going to be able to handle it. Do you think that? Um being able to handle that adversity is kind of helped or hindered by the fact that you've got a lot of people uh, in your team who are working to bolster their income versus being a fully professional, like, like the men's teammates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, I guess, I guess it's actually kind of, kind of nice. Honestly, a lot of us have gone into the season without jobs. So I think it's, it's really quite nice to have that, um, I guess that balance or something to take your take your mind off football. And honestly, having I guess another aspect of your life that you can kind of escape into when when I guess last season it was just all football twenty four seven. No matter what we did, we just couldn't escape it. Um, but yeah, obviously it would it would take our game to the next level if, if we can be in a position where that that can be our focus and we're not having to to shoot off and work and and I guess you know. As a professional athlete, we can we can become better um, when you know when you're able to give all of your attention to it. But but you know it, it comes with its yeah its negatives and its and its positives. And I think the girls have been really really great just kind of accepting that 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 is our current situation and, and really you know making the most of it. But um, if Lily suddenly became uh, head of the A League Women's, is that the end goal? It's fully professional uh, full seasons rather than the shortest shorter women's season um, being able to keep all the women's team together and not having them jump around to the US or other opportunities oh 100% yeah without a doubt that's definitely that would be be the ideal and I think it's definitely moving in the right direction um, yeah I think just 
as players, it, it's kind of, I think it will help in the sense that you've got a bit more certainty. And I think that was something that's been really difficult this last um, six months, I guess, in the off season was just not necessarily knowing where you'd be, how long you need to be at, you know, a particular place. For example, I'd, I went back and stayed with my parents for a few months because I wasn't quite sure where I was going to land. And, and it just, it's quite disruptive to your life in that sense. So being able to, I guess, be like, right, oh, this is my season. It's going to run for 11 months. I can set up shop here. And, and I think just, just as a, as a player, you're able to get better too, because you, you know, you've got that consistency and, and the longevity of, of, you know, a really great environment. And I, yeah, I really hope that we see that, that soon. And I think you know, the, the PFA in, in Australia has done a massive amount of work in, in getting the women's game, you know, to a level, you know, when you compare it where it was 10 years ago, I think we'll definitely see that. And it is shooting up quickly. And yeah, hopefully we see that, you know, in the next, next 10 years, you know, the, will be all professional players that are playing year round. Um, how does it feel? Um, obviously, the the next setup is uh, for the men and the women is is looking pretty pretty sharp now. Obviously, you're going to be playing in Sky Stadium, you know, massive mm-hmm. venue. You've got the NZ the CIS base there. How does that feel? Like it's a positive step, um, even though it's probably a significant advantage over the other A-League women's sides uh, situations? Yeah, absolutely. I genuinely believe it. You, this is this is the best club in terms of, you know, what they're able to offer now as, as a whole package in, in terms of, you know, your your training facility is also where you're doing a gym and you've got access to all these incredible facilities and all, all these super knowledgeable staff. And I think that just gives you that competitive advantage and, you know, becoming a, a whole athlete is, is a lot easier. Um, and yeah, I think the, the club's done a, a wonderful job, I guess, in creating an environment um, to allow that. And, and like you said, the, the NZCIS is just world-class. It's, you know, there's nothing like that in New Zealand. Um, and yeah, we're, I guess we're, we're just so very lucky to, to have the opportunity to train there. And I think as, as a, in the women's game, I think that's a huge advantage for us. I think that will also probably be a draw card. And, you know, when we come to recruiting players in the future, I think that's, that's definitely going to entice a lot of, of players to come to the club, which is really exciting. Uh, Lily, there's a World Cup coming at the end of this season. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you may have noticed, Frosty, yeah, there's don't say. all of this chat going on. <laughs> uh, a couple of things about that. Um, obviously, I'm guessing your goal would be to make that third squad. Uh, that would be a fantastic thing to do. Um, how do you feel having the team in New Zealand this this year, how do you feel that's going to help with the visibility of the game, especially with leading into the World Cup, and also the development of players to feed into that fern cycle mm, I think you know you've hit the nail on the head just with the visibility I think you know it's it's a I guess first for, for the game as a whole I think it's an extremely exciting time for women's sport obviously you know we just have to look at the Rugby World Cup and, and the backing they got and the way the country rallied around them and I think it really I guess set precedent that the women's game can be entertaining it you know, it could it can be it's a product worth investing in essentially, and you know, 
and people really do want to get in and behind it. So I think that's really exciting. And as as a club, you know, now we get to kind of ride that wave leading into this World Cup when there's obviously more eyes on it. It's it's I think it's a very exciting time. Um, and then I guess you know, per, I guess when you look at our team, um, it, it's it's awesome. Like we we get the chance to. I guess play in front of Yika, which a lot of girls obviously won't get that opportunity leading into the World Cup. We were very fortunate to have her come into camp um, with us a few weeks back, and and you know watch a few trainings and and chat to the girls. And I think obviously that puts a lot of these girls now in this opportunity and, and kind of in the forefront of Yika's mind. And then. Yeah, I imagine she'll be at quite a few of the games. So I just think it's it's a very unique opportunity that a lot of the wide squad wouldn't necessarily have. You know, we it's it's very exciting, and I think we'll have have a number of girls really pushing for that that final twenty one come next year. So, uh, what's the big thing you're looking forward to this season? You personally, oh, I think just honestly, it's going to be that first game, just watching the girls walk out and and experience, you know, playing at home and playing in front of their friends and family and all these amazing supporters, which we, we never really got to the chance to interact with, you know, face-to-face with last season. I think just as an occasion, it's going to be pretty exciting and, and very special. And I think it will be one that we reflect back on, you know, years and years later as, wow, that's how, how lucky were we to get the opportunity to be a part of this. Um but I'm, I guess, also just really excited to see how we go. I think we have an awesome opportunity to really push the season, and you know, I'm just, I'm very excited for the girls, and I, you know, can't think of a more hardworking, and incredible group of women that you know deserve an incredible homecoming, and and you know, I think, I think we really will, really will prove some people wrong, and and really compete this year. It feels like that's the perfect place to leave it on that note. Uh, thanks, Lily. It's been a pleasure. Um, please come back on again. Amazing, guys. Thank you so much for having me. So that was Lily Orfeld. Um, pretty good interview there, lads, if I do say so ourselves. Um, Mainly because you ran it. Yeah, well, you know what happens. Um, but obviously that was quite long so we're going to leave it there for the night and put this out as one pod and get back to discuss the dumpster fire that was the game the men's game on Sunday at a later date but until then uh, get out and uh, go to that um, Wahenix game that uh, is coming up that should be a cracking game down at the stadium Uh, Cam you will be there Dale you will be there I unfortunately cannot be but I am gutted. I'm going to be there early, actually. I'm, I'm actually really, really excited about the whole thing. I haven't been this excited for a game since the team actually came back from Australia. So this is this is going to be really, really good. Yep. Um, so get along, take the kids. I believe there's a couple of um, discounts and uh, passes going on. It's uh, two for one adults and kids go free. Yep. Perfect. No excuses today. Uh Thanks a lot for listening. We'll uh, put out our next pod later on in the week. Until then, see you soon.